Hey, welcome to the Pack Rugby Show, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Jay Ball. We're coming to you from the Double Pack Studios, as per usual. And as per usual, I'm fizzing at the bunghole because once again, we're packing the rafters up in here with not only very special guests on the panel, but also joining us this evening tonight. We've got Wallaby halfback Nick White joining us. We've got uh, Bella McKenzie all the way from uh, from London is going to be dialing in at about seven o'clock. On top of that as well, we've got a very special guest who's going to be joining us with some very special news in regards to the Pack Rugby Show. But before we get to Whitey, who's sitting on the blower right now, I just want to introduce our panellists for this evening, as per usual. We've got our starters, the Rangers, Quirky <laughs> and Dow. As good as it gets, boys. Oh, man. I am G'd up, tell you that much. <laughs> and on the Batless bench, as per usual, all on his own from this evening, it's Big Fat Dars. <laughs> that was an insane <laughs> leg cross, man. Thank you. Love it, because you're bringing in the, yeah. the talent, mate. Whoa. I'm very excited, as you can tell. Let's just get straight into it, shall we? On the blower right now, joining us all the way from Canberra, it's the Wallabies halfback himself, Nick White. Whitey, how you doing, brother? Oh, shit, it's frozen. Oh, there, he is. Good. No, there he is. Whitey, are you there? Can you hear us? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Say something, mate. <laughs> how you doing, Whitey? Good, mate. I was just sitting there for ages. I hit refresh. I was like, this is weird. <laughs> oh, man, I was like, man, this is a really good intro. I'm feeling it. Whitey. Oh, shit, we lost it. I was watching your stuff on Instagram. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's oh, the first mistake. That's why he froze. <laughs> Panicked. Yeah, this happened. No, mate, Whitey, mate, thanks so much for joining us. Um, all the way from Canberra, as we said. Uh, uh, first and foremost, uh, we, we were trying to get you on the show a couple of weeks ago, you were keen, but then uh, sort of died out, obviously, because you were you were busy negotiating and, and working out a few of the, the little deals. But recently signed with the Western Force, mate, absolutely huge, and you must be excited to be heading over. I am, yeah. Sorry, I uh, I went a bit radio silent on you for for a week. Yeah, I felt bad. But, he, well, he take it personally. Things were <laughs> things things were getting a little a uh, little tight around uh, when it was going to come out, but uh, mate, stoked with it. Um, you know, I. Uh, I, just to let you in, like a couple of weeks ago, I'd kind of um, come to the realisation that kind of Australian rugby, that was going to be it. And then um, I'd told Brumbies I was leaving and, um, you know, the force thing all kind of come to fruition pretty late. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely stoked that I'm able to stay in, in Rugby Australia and so thankful for the force to be able to, to work something out to, um, you know, to go over there, which they're, they're building something pretty special and I feel like I've got a bit to offer and it should be good for all parties. Bloody oath. But I just want to ask you, Whitey, uh, you, you said yourself, you've been there since, uh, I think it was 2008, 15-odd years later, you've made the decision to leave. The only Super Rugby franchise in Australia I've ever known is the Brumbies. Very successful. This, this decision had to have been incredibly tough to, to sign with the Western Force. Yeah, massive. Um, like the decision, uh, like the, the whole process has been going for you know, a bit over six months. I um, feel like it's been um, weighing on me a fair bit. Um, but, yeah, like it wasn't something uh, taken lightly at all. And um, bloody tough, like telling the boys, um, you yeah, know, I got a bit emotional and um, and the club. So, you know, um, telling a guy like Gary Quinsliven, um, you know, who's the heartbeat of the club, uh, to go in on my day off and sit in his little dungeon and, and let him know I'm, I'm going to head, head somewhere else. And, um, yeah, but it's... Um, it was, it was, it's bizarre. It's all I've known for a long time. And, uh, and yeah, look, all the opportunities I've had in rugby, and this one included, like uh, being able to go to the Western Force, all started because Brumbies uh, took a punt on me in, in 2008. The old kid out of Campbelltown um, 
at a, at a little league school there, um, chopping um, at ankles. And yeah, like Owen Finnegan saw something and, um, you know, I, I stuck around long enough and, and I've been able to travel the world and, and, and still give me the opportunity. So, so thankful to them. Like they've opened up a whole life that I never would have known. Opened up a whole life that I never would have known. Mate, like now you've ripped the Band-Aid off and you've, you've gone through that process. Like, was there anything that really attracted you to make the move over to Perth? And, um, yeah, are you sort of excited to what they're doing over there? And, like, what I mean by attract, was it was there something that really caught your eye that sort of thought, no, nah, I want to lock in over there? I know it's an opportunity, but was there anything that really caught your eye? Yeah, there's a few, oh, there's a few layers of it. Um, yeah, for the family, uh, the ability to stay in Australia. Uh, I've got three little boys um and you know the the you know that that's attractive living in perth is phenomenal like i don't have to sell it to anyone really like it's it's, it's a good place to live um the rugby side of things i'm excited to to be a part of the the building they're doing over there um you know simon con's got there and he start you're starting to see it at the moment like they played really well on the weekend uh against the drawer and um you know like they're the fourth best side at home at the moment um they're a bloody good side and and i look forward to you know, being able to take what, I, what I've learned from three different clubs that have all been um, pretty successful and, and take it over and, and be a part of, you know, creating a, a program that wants people to, to come to Perth and, uh, you know, to get better and become a Wallaby. And that's why I'm going there. You know, you know Simon Cron's over there. I spoke to him plenty. I've, I've spoken to boys at the Tars who absolutely rave about him. Um, guys at Toyota in Japan, you know, I've nothing but good things to say about him and, and all the guys at the force at the moment absolutely loving him. So it's obviously doing something right and I'm keen to be a part of that and, and create something that, you know, like a, a program over there that um, makes players better and then, you know, hopefully see some wallabies from out of there and, and, and the force playing some really good footy. So there's an opportunity for me to pass on a bit of what I know and also be a part of it and, uh, you know, and, and do something special over there. And you mentioned family before. Basically, you could have written your own ticket anywhere in the world, obviously, starting for the Wallabies, you know, at, at that level. What is it that you made you want to stay in Australian rugby? What, why Australia? Why for the next couple of years? Yeah, look, I've, I'm pretty passionate about this. Like, I've always seen that guys hit a certain age and, um, you know, one, they go overseas because they probably want to. But the other is they kind of get, I feel like they get they're pushed that way. Um, I feel like older guys, like I'd love to have seen a Dave Dennis beat the Waratahs over the last three or four years. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. You know, I thought it, was, thought it was awesome that Greg Holmes came back and was at the force for a while. Oh, there, there's, I was at a couple of clubs overseas where a lot of the older guys ran the change room and, and kept the consistency and um, kind of ran that, um, you know, I guess like ran the day-to-day um, around clubs and um, a lot of young kids reap the benefits of it. And I think... In Australian rugby, it would benefit from you know, a guy like James Slipper sticking around a while for the younger guys to learn off. You know, it'd be awesome to have like Michael Hooper stick around until he hangs them up. And um, you know, and there's and there's been so many guys uh, over the last years, but they hit 30 and they they're, they're off and they're overseas and they're still playing some good years. You know, Scott Fardy at Leinster, man, he was unreal. You know, how good would have he been oh, yeah. in Australian side? You know, there's and, and I understand we're we're tight for. For cash and can't keep everyone, but it just seems like a lot of good experience goes. And, and I'd love to be able to pass what I know and what I've learned. And I wish a whole heap of older guys had passed it on to me earlier um, to a whole lot of kids because we've got, we've got a young, heap of young super rugby sides and a really young Wallaby, Wallaby squad. So there's, there's a fair few there that if they all just kind of disappear, it, um, it'd be a real shame. Oh, you're here, mate. 
Get mate, me back. Mate, um, <laughs> it, it, it must make the uh, these final five or six weeks with the Brumbies um, even more special for you. Uh, yeah, big time. Obviously, puts a puts a finite kind of full stop on it, doesn't it? And, um, you yeah, know, I'm getting into like, oh, geez, there's only six Tuesdays left. Um, yeah, it's a little bit exciting, though. <laughs> <laughs> the coat hanger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, um, mate, yeah, it does. It, it, it is exciting where, where we're going at the moment, how we're tracking, but it certainly has that feel about it that you've got to leave no stone unturned and kind of like to think I'll be pretty motivated to get it done anyway, but extra motivated to make sure everyone's um, leaving no stone unturned that we give it a real crack because there is a special feeling like guys like Pete Samu, um, they're going to miss him as well. Um, you know, this squad's not going to be together uh, again next year and we've got a good squad at the moment and we're doing pretty well, so it'd be a shame not to, to throw the full kitchen sink at it. Bloody oath, Whitey. And the thing is, you, you've actually got experience playing in the top 14 with Montpellier and then obviously in the Premiership with Exeter. I mean, you look at the crowds and you look at the competition they've got over there compared to, say, Super Rugby here. What is it that they do different, be it on the pitch or off it, that really sets them apart from Super Rugby? Um, look, for, uh, top 14 is just, just different, uh, completely different again. Like the, There's a few comparisons you can make with the Premiership. Top 14, obviously, um, a, a big game over there. Um, you know, like I absolutely love scrums. Like I was talking to someone the other day that um, were phenomenal there. I was feeding one of my first scrums and the crowd just started slowly clapping. And the longer the scrum went, the louder the chant got. And I was like, oh, my God, they love scrums. They love scrums. So I feel appreciation for the game. And, and it's different. It's big. It's a slog fest. And, um, you know, like it's just it's, – it's pretty entertaining. And then the Prem itself, it's, it's a little bit different, obviously, going through their own um, problems at the moment. But what I found really interesting was I always thought, oh, there's a perception that you go to England and it's just, um, you know, it's a slow game. Um, you know, a lot of kicking, a lot of scrums, malls, all that. But it's actually played at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon more often than not. Uh, you've got a dry deck and, and they throw it around quite a bit. Like the number of passes in the Prem probably a bit more than Super Rugby, like a fair bit more. Uh, the ball in play is probably quite a bit more. It's not as fast and ferocious, but, um, you know, they're kind of going end to end and the ball is always in play. And um, that, that was a little bit different, something I quite, kind of enjoyed and um, could appreciate the, the difference there. And... I guess that three o'clock kickoff for some reason worked for them. I know with TV rights we've got to play at eight o'clock at night, but you know you come down to GIO at eight o'clock at night, and she's going to be dewy, and it's going to be a different game to what you see at club rugby, where they're throwing it around right at three o'clock, and and you see helter skelter end to end footy. Uh, we got a good game on the weekend, obviously Mother's Day down here, two forty-five kickoff, and uh, you saw what we could do with those sort of conditions. It's bloody fun. Both teams come out of the sheets oh, yeah. going, wow, have, you know, bloody it's. Uh, it's, it's a good day to run. So, you know, unfortunately, the, the, the game is a little bit different. You know, Eden Park, the Christchurches, these, these sort of places that are, you know, not making too many excuses, but it creates a different sort of game to what you see in the Prem. Um, I kind of like the messiness of a slippery ball and creates more contest. But I know people are looking for a clean game at the moment. They compare it to league. They want clean. But, like, our game is messy, man. Like, yeah. everything's a Everything's a contest, and so it should be. And and you, you you make the ball a little bit greasy, and it just makes everything just a you know a bit more of a contest. And and that's what I love about our game. You know, I, I like you know and you know here we go. I'll put myself out there, but like league is like a slow game of tennis, where it's kind of like the ball just moves up and back, up and back until <laughs> someone stuffs up. 
and and that, that applies pressure. Whereas our game is just a contest, and you know the line out, the scrum, the first breakdown, you know the, everything's a contest, and I love that, and I love it when it's greasy and it's like that. Bloody oath. Yeah. Have you ever been tested for like psychopathic tendencies or anything, Nick? Because he hasn't, he hasn't like, blinked. I love it when it's breezy and I love getting in there. And everyone else is like, he hasn't, that he hasn't sucks, man. Big dude's <laughs> running at me. 100%. Don't forget <laughs> to blink. Don't forget to blink, mate. <laughs> mate, speaking of Messi, which is my whole life, but um, speaking about the, the Premier League over there, especially sort of, you know, it's suited your game style, obviously, with the, par- the passing and the kicking. And when I mean by Messi, uh, a three o'clock game usually means for an early shower and an early beer. So that's what I sort of meant by getting Messi. But, mate, you obviously went out a bit of a winner with, uh, with Exeter and you came close uh, a few times there before. Mate, is it that hard to win over the Premier League? I've always admired what it is. And, um, yeah, did you find that it was a real, real hard one to win? Because you, you see a few teams knocking it on the head a few, but for the others, they find hard to grab. Yeah, um, obviously joined joined a side that was already doing pretty well. Exeter, yeah. You know, they the summer I joined them, they just won the comp. Um, so, um, you know, we we went on a trot of uh, four more finals after that, and um, you know Saracens at the time, um, you know, <laughs> obviously got busted cheating. Looking back, but at the time, um, <laughs> couple of extra dollar dudes, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's it, and that's a whole other situation again. Like it's a tricky one with Europe over there. Obviously, we Saracens got done for cheating in the prem, but the salary cap that top fourteen work on is like I don't know, like something silly, like twenty million. <laughs> then um, they've got to play Saracens have got to play them and are capped at like five million pound. And then the URC Leinster's and these like, they're working at like fourteen million or something silly as well. So like the it's it kind of I didn't mind that Saracens were cheating because it was an English team competing in Europe um, and they needed to do that to be able to compete. Um, obviously didn't like it from a, an, you know, an Exeter point of view where we played them because um, you know they had guys like Will Skelton on the beach, Richard Wigglesworth, all these international players they brought on and, and took the game away from us. So we, yeah, we lost two against them. Um, then they got, they got busted and, um, and we went all the way and did the double that year, um, which was yeah, a bloody good year and then um, had a couple more finals as well. But um, a good thing, obviously, they're going through a bit of a change at the moment. Um, but they had a phenomenal core um, young groups come, come through that club um, from the local area, which is pretty, pretty spectacular, really, to have, like, I think it was about, you know, eight blokes all in the starting team, all from the Exeter area. So um, that was pretty amazing. Absolutely. And I want to get to know, I guess, you a little bit more. Obviously, we see you as the ultimate competitor on the field. And at 32... 32, 33 years of age, you know, you, you don't look like you're, you're slowing down anytime soon. But how do you stay on top of your game? How do you stay that, you know, that, that, that fierce competitor? How do you stay, you know, hungry to, to succeed? Obviously, you've got two years at the force. You'll be 35 at that point. You know what I mean? I can't imagine you slowing down throughout this process. I think so. I appreciate that. And I, I love how you use the word fierce competitor like that. It's, to be honest, like, I see what people say. I think I'll work well. Like the way I play. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely hate me and it, oh, it's just competitiveness you know, the guys I play against the, the older I get I make sure I, I catch up with them after a game I leave it on the field and and, and and all that but in terms of look I, I think it is just that like I just I compete in everything like if it's something small in the gym like I still want to win it um, you know, I, I know guys get the shits because we'll be doing a warm up and it's just a, a drill but I want to win it if it's a game I oh, you're win. that guy um, <laughs> yeah I thought you would have been <laughs> yeah 
And it's just who I am. I can't switch it off, unfortunately. Like if I'm playing a game against the kids, I... Yeah, <laughs> that actually bleeds into my question, mate. Uh, a father of three, uh, give us some insight as to what you're like uh, away from the footy field. Right, it's, um, yeah, funny, like, I, I, nothing like you'd imagine what I am, I guess. Seeing me on the footy field, I'm, I think I'm quite different. Um, and they've been a real blessing in disguise. Um, you know, help helped me. Um, I feel like my career's gotten so much better since I've uh, met my wife and had kids, just the ability to, to switch off and get balance in my life. Like, I guess uh, you guys hearing now, like, I'm a bit of a rugby noise, like, I love it. Um, can get too wrapped up in it at times. And a good way to switch off is... Um, is, is coming home. They they don't really care what what's happened at training or if I've, I've won or not. Um, yeah, that, 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 they take this shit in happy on the way through. Do it quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so, mate, they've been unreal and uh, it's been so good. And oh God, um, I guess oh, I like it. I'm. Not competitive, that's the wrong word, but I, I'm, I consistently challenge myself as well to, to be a better dad, um, be a better husband as well, because, yeah, that's something I'd, you know, I'd, I seem to be all right at rugby, but um, that's something I need to work on a fair bit. Bloody oath. Well, you, you touched on it before. You will be 35 when you wrap up at the Western Force, whether or not you, you proceed further <laughs> with your, your playing career after that, but obviously you're going to have your eye on, on your post-career, post-playing career. What does that look like? Do you want to stay in the game? Is there a media side that you want to work down? Like, what does it look like to you, your, your post-playing career? That's a good question, Matt. I don't know. Like, uh, at 35, I don't think I'll be hanging them up at that point. Um, but that's me now. What, I, what I'm like at that, at that age, I don't know. But, like, I, I look at guys overseas. You know, Richard Wigglesworth was playing for Leicester, won the Prem at 39, you know, um, you know, Danny Kerr's still playing good footy at 36, 37. Oh, there's guys out there. So if you look after your body, uh, invest into it, I feel, feel like you can keep going, and, and certainly that's the plan. Um, but post-rugby, I would like to stay in rugby, um, whether that's coaching or um, just helping out in, in some way. I'm not sure, but um, certainly people seem to, um, over the last few years, keep pushing coaching. Uh, and, you know, it's... Um, Hopefully not too soon. <laughs> Competitive but, coach, that's all we need. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, I, I could be a great blow-up in the box like Craig Bellamy. Like, yeah, yeah <laughs> bloody oath, like Desi Hasler smashing the door off the, uh, off the dressing shed sort of stuff. Yeah. But I um, also think there's, there's place for, I guess, um, for a few guys leaving the game straight away for, in, in media, um, that bridge between where the game's at at the moment. Um, you know, and, uh, and and knowing guys, like I feel like there's um, sometimes you can, uh, you know, when, when guys put the mic in front of young young guys, they don't uh, feel comfortable. But when I guess they know someone who's played with them, trained with them, you can get a little bit more maybe out of them because we've got some unbelievable personalities yeah, like in our game, but we just, they're, you know, they're shy. They don't want to do it because they don't want to look like a, you know, I don't want to look like a dickhead. They don't want to be taken the piss out of and um, need to be looked after. But, you know, I'd, I'd love to see, you know, those guys get more airtime and be able to get more of it out of them because, yeah, we've got some good ones that show it in the sheds, but as soon as the camera comes on them, um, they're a bit shy. Mate, absolutely could not agree more. Whitey, mate, World Cup's dawning on us very fast. Mate, you got Eddie at the helm. What are, what are we looking for in the Wallabies and what are we going to get? Yeah, it's coming around quick, eh? Um, 
Yeah, look, I think with, with Eddie, he's leaving no stone unturned. Um, that's certainly um, his approach and always has been. Um, you know, he's he's said a number of times that, that talent's not the issue, but, um, you know, for some reason we're just, we're not winning games. So, like, he's got a whole heap of um, sports psychologists in with us and um, making sure that, you know, that whatever's the missing link, um, you know, we, we work on it and we're working pretty hard at that. And in terms of... In terms of play, like he's just smart. Like he's just looking to to, to innovate, play smart. Not, um, yeah, we, we certainly won't be predictable. Um, backs the boys and backs their talents. Just, I guess, the top two inches that um, is a bit lacking, and he's got three three people working on that side. So it's exciting, but um, mate, there's going to be some hard work in between now and then, and, and that's exciting too. He hasn't called you at three a.m. yet, has he? <laughs> No, a few text messages, but... Uh... <laughs> Dick pics. Um, <laughs> what... <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, Whitey, I just want to ask you a question, mate, because there's been a lot of chat in regards to it, and your moving to the Western Force looks a lot like it's obviously freeing up um, a, a clear pathway for Ryan Lonergan, who obviously is your heir apparent in regards to not just the Brumbies jersey, but potentially the Wallabies. We've seen uh, David Nussifora in Ireland... Uh, have such great success with centralisation in regards to their system there. Um, and and your move to the force, as I s- sort of touched on, could maybe look like there is a touch of centralisation or, or a little bit of uh, tactics in that space there. Was there any, um, I don't want to say pressure, but was there any sort of conversations coming from Rugby Australia or, any, or anyone else in particular that may have helped facilitate that move or, or was that ever on the table at all? Um, no, it wasn't. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I, I kind of was um, was kind of just patient around waiting for a, a, a contract to come forward and then kind of come to terms that it, it wasn't going to be the case. And then things uh, developed there once I kind of told Brumbies I was leaving. And then, then after that, um, you know, it was kind of a last little Hail Mary thrown. Uh, and then that's, uh, that's how it's unfolded. So, look, I'm not really not, not opposed to the whole centralisation of of things and seeing how it worked in Ireland, but no, nah, th- this wasn't the case here. Um, it was just, uh, yeah, just good fortune, really. I've used up all my luck with this one. <laughs> uh, look, man, I'm, I'm pretty chuffed. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you're doing pretty bloody well for yourself. So. <laughs> Mate, uh, j- just a quick two-parter. Uh, first one is, is um, I noticed that you, you, you've kept spelling your name N-I-C. Do you feel that the blokes that have the name Nicholas with an H that they put on a K on the end of their name, they're just frauds or they're hiding from something. Or... And the second part is, right. the second part is, uh, do you think, do you think Bernard Foley didn't hear you when you were yelling, kick the ball, kick the ball, kick the ball, like pretty loud. First, um, go first part. Mate, first part, outstanding pickup. And yes, I do. I'm all Fraud, right? What are they hiding from? Right? Adding letters? Come well, on. But it's how it started. Only because, um, I would have been like year five or year six or something. And another Nick said to me, I was spelling N-I-C-K. And this other Nick N-I-C goes, why would you spell it with a K? What is it, Nickick? And I was like, oh. fair point. I was like, that's, that's true. And he's like, hey, Nicholas, where'd you get the K from? And I was like, yeah. All right. All right. So it's, all right, mate. And then so Shout so, out to the original Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Nicholas Fulcher. <laughs> Where's he now, Whitey? Do you know where he is now? Yeah, mate, he's still in Maitland. Absolute legend. Still stay in touch. Is he spelling his name with a K now, too? 
No, he's NIC. Good man. No, original. Um, <laughs> second part, Nardi. No, mate, I'm <laughs> not touching that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. NIC, mate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And finally, Whitey, we uh, we do a quick five at the end of each interview, so we'll just rush through these. Just first things that come to your mind as we go through. Yep. If you could have any other athlete from any other sport in the Wallaby side, who would you have? Oh, any other athlete in any other sport? Well, that'd have to be come on, so I'd be like straight away. I'm like, oh, someone like LeBron James, but he'd be useless at rugby. Um, <laughs> oh. So it's like, what league would I bring over? Is that what you're asking me? I mean, it could be anything, mate. You know, Mason Cox, put him in the row, from <laughs> AFL. Yeah, um... oh. Couple of jockeys at nine. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Can I come back to that one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's your career highlight? Um, career highlight, probably Sydney 2015 uh, against the All Blacks winning the, the rugby championship. That was, uh, yeah, that was pretty good. Favourite teammate? Oh, gee whiz. Because immediately I just think like, oh, so many people are going to be pissed off. That's, <laughs> that's kind of the idea. That's the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll go with, um, I'll go with Matt Tamua. And then least favourite? Oh, don't have one. Awesome. <laughs> and then finally, mate, who's, who's been the most influential person in your career? Oh, um... Oh, geez. Um, rugby was so again, um, Matt Brennan, he was uh, like headmaster out of St. Greg's, and I was quickly on my way back just to Maitland up in the Hunter Valley. And uh, and he reached out Owen Finnegan, said, Mate, why don't you just come have a look at this bloke play against Will Skelton School? And uh, and that one phone call, um, Owen Finnegan, you know, then watched me play and said to my mum, Would would Nick like to come down and be like the 11th string nine at the Brumbies? And <laughs> Bloody hell. Yeah, I would. Uh, mate, that, that, that one moment from Matt Brennan, I, I still stay in touch and um, he's been a big supporter of mine. I've got so many, but if I had to just down to one, my time at St. Greg's and, and his influence uh, changed my life. That's awesome. Absolutely awesome. Well, mate, Whitey, thanks so much for joining us, mate. Uh, it's been an absolutely awesome career to date. Obviously, you, you're setting a new path out there in WA, but you've got a World Cup. You've got a win for the boys by uh, by the end of this year. So all the best with it, mate. We'll be cheering you on from here. But thanks for joining us, brother. No, thanks for having me and, and love your content, guys. Appreciate it. Um, sorry I left you high and dry for a week. But I <laughs> oh, look, to it be honest, to I'm used to it. <laughs> 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 no, nah, Whitey. Nick White, everybody. Round of applause. Cheers, okay. Whitey. Thank thanks, you. brother. Absolutely awesome. What a bloody legend, man. Nick White. Good gas. The white I reckon end. I've got the white end, we used to call him. The um, white end. Yeah. What about Big Darcy's pickup? That was outstanding. That was good gas. <laughs> he didn't answer the Bernard Foley. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, to be honest, I think I know the answer. Yeah, <laughs> I was tempted to be like, pussy. <laughs> but I didn't. No, I man, held what my a legend. tongue. Um, just uh, very shortly, only in a few minutes, Bella McKenzie's going to be jumping on. We're going to have a very special guest shortly. But before we do... Quirky, you had some good news, a good news story that you wanted to give a little bit of love to. Yeah, always love a good news story. Mate, I just wanted to shout out to the Wynnum Bugs. You know, obviously we've got our, um, our big clubs around here in Brisbane in the, in the Premier League here. And just wanted to shout out to Wynnum Bugs. They, uh, they had our, the boys in green stay at their place for a little bit, looking a place to train. And, um, mate, the Wynnum Bugs opened their arms up to all the boys after Anzac Day. Uh, looking for a team to train against. That's all they were looking for was a free field and a free team just to have a posed run. Mate, and the Wynnum Bugs just put it all on. Large. 
Yep, barbecue, beers, team that run in, live scrums, and they did about 30 minutes live stuff with the boys and then barbecue and beers after. So, you know, just a, a huge shout-out to them. Like, you know, they didn't have to do that, but they did. They put their hands up for it, and I think there needs to be a little bit more of it. I think Bloody got oath. some photos and a few things, but, mate, absolutely outstanding by them. Mate, huge. I love the bugs. They are absolutely red hot. Now, um, in a couple of minutes, we're going to be getting Bella McKenzie all the way from London on the blower. Uh, but in the meantime, I touched on it very early on, um, and... I am very, very happy and very proud to announce that we are actually going to have a full-time uh, panellist joining us um, from here on out. A very special announcement. And look, you'd have to be an idiot not to realise who it's going to be. After her debut last week where she absolutely tore the boys to shreds, we had to get her on full-time. And all the way from Wallaroos camp joining us, it's Cobber, Annabelle Cody. Cobber, how you doing, mate? Lads, lads. I'm good. How are you? Oh, we're living the dream. Cobber. Yep. Full-time panellist on the Pack Rugby Show. Would you say, if you could go back to uh, Dow's Fast Five last week, you'd say this is your career highlight? <laughs> definitely. Definitely. No take-backs, though, so you're stuck with me now, but I'm excited <laughs> to join the panel. Oh, First day on the job and you're not even here. What's up? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I've, just got few, I've got a few commitments. So I'm All right, right I will let here, it slip. Sounds like we've got a Freeney situation. Don't compare me. You're going cold on me too, are you? That's it, I quit. A freely situation. But Cobber, obviously in Wallaroos camp, how's it going down there? Yeah, it's really good. It's really fun. It's obviously a new look squad, um, so a fair few new faces, but we're all meshing together really well and excited to see what we put on display this weekend. And a new Wallaroos captain, Piper Duck. Talk us through that. Pretty outstanding news. Yeah, it was really exciting. Um, Obviously, Shannon Pazza, she's hanging up the... The Asics Runners, one of our favourites. The career savers, um, we've covered them. I would say boots, but that woman's always in Asics Runners. So she's a, she's a walking um, campaign. But, yeah, no, she's had an illustrious career. And Piper is obviously at the ripe old age of, of 22. And she has a lot to learn. But at the same time, she already possesses several qualities that a leader should have. So, yeah, it's a really exciting time in Wallaroos camp. Bloody oath. Well, Cobber, while we've got you, we'll keep you on the blower because joining us all the way from sunny old England, former Wallaroos teammate of yours, and absolutely chopping up for Harlequins over in the Premiership, it's Bella McKenzie. Bella, how you doing? Round of applause, Bella. Hi, boys. Hi, Annabelle. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> no, no, you're my... <laughs> <What? laughs> that was a bit strange. Um... Very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all righty. Um, Bella, uh, we, we wanted to get you on, obviously, because Wallaroos camp is absolutely blowing up at the moment. But yourself, you're over there at the age of 24 playing over in the Premiership, which is by far probably the greatest and, and best domestic competition in the world. Um, you debuted for the Wallabies, uh, Wallari, Wallaroos sorry, at the age of 20. I mean, in the space of four or five years, look at where you are. Did you ever expect to sort of find yourself in this situation? Um, not particularly. I always thought I'd eventually go to NRLW or something like that. But um, no, I'm really happy I've stayed in rugby and moved over to England and playing for the Harlequins now. So, yeah, good times. Well, that, that's the thing. You know, like, obviously we do have the... We, I don't think we drop the L word here a lot, but the, the league path as well. But <laughs> stick, stick in a union as much as we can. Was that something always on your radar, was to represent your country? 
yeah, definitely. Ever since I was a young girl, I always um, wanted to play for Australia and all my teachers in primary school used to harp on that I would always just say I wanted to play for Australia and things like that. So, um, yeah, pretty surreal that I yeah debuted 2019 and, yeah, here I am. And talk to us, talk to us about your current environment. Obviously, playing for Harlequins over there in the Allianz Premier 15s, what's it like over there? You know what I mean, how's it been? The professionalism is obviously, you know, a lot higher over there. Talk us through that. Well, it's a bit of a different world. Um, Katie and I came over here in the middle of winter and was nearly on the first flight home after the first training. <laughs> That's how bloody cold it was. But um, no, it's it's a really good environment, a really great organisation, Harlequins. And yeah, like you said, Prem 15s, probably the best league in the world at the minute for um, women's 15s rugby. So yeah, I'm really happy where I am, and um, yeah, hopefully the other other leagues and unions can can start to catch up and make it more, you know, like that I can stay home in Oz and play rugby. I guess. You just um, uh, you just touched on that. The um, you played in uh, Super W over here, uh, Super Rugby over in New Zealand, and now in the Premiership. What um, uh, how, how do you compare all all three of them in um, you know, uh, positives and negatives? Yeah, Super W and OPEC is probably um, similar, like the fast style of um, running rugby, how the Kiwis and Aussies like to play. And then over here, it's probably more set-piece focused, which which you can see at the World Cup. Um, the European teams like France and England probably doing the best because they have the strongest set-piece and their backs can play off that. So um, not not too many um, negatives, I guess. They're all good in their their ways. But yeah, as you were saying before, the professionalism over here and the calibre of players, I guess, because um, you have probably the best players in the world playing here um, with the likes of Canadians and Americans as well, that majority play in this comp. So yeah, it's a good comp. Love it. Hell yeah. Cobber? <laughs> all right. Cobber, you Anything to add, Annabelle? How was your time at no, Lockbrook? No, no, not yet. I've got a question for the end. <laughs> okay. Brilliant. Make it to already. Okay. <laughs> you call the shots, Cobb. This is working out well. This is taking all that input. I'm actually saying her because that input was absolutely horrible. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Here we go. Really... That... What else, Annabelle? What do you got to say about that? Come on. No, I've got nothing. I've got nothing. I'll say it at the end. Okay. Sweet. Bella. Looks like you might be the next full-time panellist on the Pack Rugby Show. Um, but uh, Cobber actually touched uh, touched on it last week, uh, the the professionalism in our current environment. Um, can you help us understand what they're doing in the UK um, that we necessarily may not be doing here in Australia or things that we could be doing here in Australia a lot better? Um, I think the fact we play... 19 rounds of rugby and then a final series so i've still got like three more round games and then finals and um super w started mid-season so it's like what six to eight weeks of super w but here you're kind of playing eight eight months year round so i guess just they just play more rugby so they spend more time together as a team they have more england camps more france camps scotland um wales things like that so yeah it's just time together and how have like you found your body? Have you play. found your body? Have you has your body gotten used to that kind of stuff? Because that's a huge jump. Like yeah, you said, I Super a... W six rounds, and then you're going yeah. up to nineteen games. That's a massive jump. Yeah, it is. Especially after the World Cup, I probably had ten days off, and then straight over here, um, they rested me the first game. But yeah, I've kind of played every minute, I guess, 
since then, so I've had a few little niggles. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to complain because everyone thinks I'm such a whinger, but oh, I'm, who my does? fine. I'm just a bit of a carry-on. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's been a bit of a spike, but having that, like, six weeks off, I don't know how those England girls go and play test matches and then come straight back into Prem, um, but I guess, as you like, their bodies are used to it. So, um, yeah, first year and got the old shin splints back and sore knee, sore back, and I'm only 24, but, no, nah, can't complain. Is shin splints real? Shin splints. <laughs> are you still growing? <laughs> we have a theory that shin splints are just something people make up. Yeah, you can't see it. But I, I, they're I, sore, I and then one day you wake up and they're not sore. That's so. it. I love it. When fitness is over on a Wednesday. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Well, I'm Cobber. fine by Thursday. Captain's run, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I'll be good for that. Work smarter, yeah. not harder. Cobber, have you got a question? Yeah, I've got one now. Nice. Just thought of one. <laughs> so, Bella, oh apart from being an amazing <laughs> yeah. footy player and even better person off the field, I'm just wondering, you've obviously probably been poached by a few NRLW clubs. So what's made you stay, stay loyal to it, rugby? Well, I don't know. Playing with people like you, Annabelle, it's probably oh, been hell out of my career so far. No, they're back on again. Yes. That's actually the nicest thing Annabelle's ever said to me. So <laughs> that's not Can true. We like it's because it was it's because it was written on a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, thanks for sending that through, boys. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think just rugby is. <laughs> <laughs> Whose laugh was that? <laughs> no, I don't know. Rugby's just a global sport, you know. Um, like rugby leagues played in the east coast of Australia. and um, I mean, I get to kind of travel the world and being all over the place now with rugby union. So, And just like the technical side of it, I think you can't match that in rugby league. Um, yeah, there's just so much that goes into review and preview and then um, playing the actual game. So, yeah, it's just more skillful. It's more so, fun to play. I think it's better suited for my skills, I guess. So if Jamie Soud was to get on the phone tonight and say, <laughs> Bella, we need you at the Dragons, we'll, we'll, we'll offer you anything, would you do it? No, money's not a motivator for me. That was way too long before. I'm sorry. The Jamie Soud p- uh, poster in the background. Right. The Jamie Soud had you. Yeah, the, the dragon's pajamas when I was five years old. So. Risk it all. Take me. Risk take it all. No, I. Can't with your laugh. I would. I'm. Yeah, I don't know whose laugh that is, but it's killing me. Um, no, I'd stay in rugby. Twenty twenty-five. Few more World Cups and then yeah, see what happens then. Awesome, good answer. Good answer. Thanks, amazing person. Yeah. <laughs> I know we're jumping all around, but onto the serious stuff. So obviously, when you're back in Australia, we we spoke to Cobber, and obviously, you know, balancing in between being a professional rugby player is a, a hard enough thing, as well. But you worked for What Ability as an aged care worker, so obviously caring for people with um, their autism. So can you tell us a little bit more about it? And like, how did you manage to balance everything? That's, you know, tough work within itself. And we always admire everyone that gives their time um, helping out in that, in that area. So did you find that hard to balance, obviously, with the, uh, the way that the women's super rugby and, and rugby professionally is going? 
Um, no, not really. So I worked with WaterAbility for um, about two and a half years and I mainly worked with this boy, Sammy, um, who's like the love of my life. Everyone hears me go on about him. I even have his name tatted on me. But um, no, it wasn't hard at all. It was probably more rewarding in, in that sense. And um, the, the hours were, were really good to so like nine to four and then you'd head off to training at 5 p.m. So yeah, it was um, yeah such an amazing job and WaterAbility is an amazing company and they're doing amazing things for um, people with disability and yeah everything in that sector so. and that's huge that's huge and we really commemorate the the work and as you said you know work is um everyone says it's really hard but as you said you know your, your pure love for that and, and for sammy and then going to something else you love that's um yeah pretty pretty good start at 24 for sure and, and just following on from that so i guess we understand how it works here in regards to the balancing of of the female game working and, the, and going to training what, what about over there are you working at the same time or are you fully professional how, how does that environment work yeah so i'm semi-professional over here as well so i just started um doing some shifts with a company called ride at home it's like more aged care at home work with the elderly which is really nice but yeah, so we go into training about 2 p.m. and get home about 9 p.m. So it's not oh, that professional, holy. but we have, yeah, we have um, professional, like the England, Scotland, Scotland girls that are um, fully professional. So it's just, yeah, we're obviously over here still balancing the nine to five people and trying to cater for um, everyone as well, because there is a bit of a gap here in the professional and the working, I would say. Do you have to source that individually or is that something that you or part of you going over to the Quinns was sort of pre-organised with their connections and, you know, you're, you're in the healthcare field and then, you know, you went over and, and they aligned you with them or did you have to do your own digging, grab your shovel and get moving? <laughs> yeah, Dale dug a hole. Um, no, I, yeah, I found that on my own because I, I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything and then like I was just like wasting so much of my day because we don't start till two, so... Um, yeah, I just wanted to be doing something for myself and to get out of the house, I guess. Um, so yeah, I found that on my own and yeah, it's such a cool company with all the um, elderly. So it's a bit different to disability, but yeah, it's really rewarding as well in that aspect. Quirky, you guys just used to play PlayStation or whatever and wait for wait for trading to pop in, didn't you? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't own a PlayStation, but I used to just sit and look at the wall for a bit. And <laughs> I used to hang out in Domino's car parks and, and then get off we went to training. So you're ahead of me, mate. I'd give you that. Yeah. You're ahead of me. You're definitely an out-of-the-box sinker. I was sort of in the box, uh, the pizza box. More, more <laughs> well, I've definitely been into the pizza boxes while I've been over here. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, looking fit. Happens to the best Not much that. else you can do in winter. No. Winter coat, Chicken nuggets love it. and sweet potato chips, you know? Mm, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I'll go. You're up big Oi, I'll go, I guess. <laughs> I was waiting for Annabelle to go. No? All right. I'll take the next sledge. one. Oh, okay. Uh, how far off are we uh, from a fully professional setup here in Australia, do you reckon? Um, not too far. I think with the new contracts coming out from RA, it's only going to get better and make it more enticing for um, rugby players to stay in rugby and stay in Oz. So, yeah, I don't think it's too far off. And I know Super W this year, all the um, clubs like paid their players, I'm pretty sure, which is unreal for the first time. So, yeah, I don't think it's too far off. And the way like Aussie rugby is played, it's, yeah, I think we have like one of the best attacking teams in Wallaroos it's just you know getting that set piece right and defense you know lowering the body height and not getting five yellow cards a game but um yeah I don't think we're too far behind in that aspect I would say we have some of the best 
<laughs> attacking rugby players in in the world, and that's that's coming from someone who's seen a lot of you know different styles of rugby played with the Kiwis and now the English. So we're not too far behind. Nice. Okay, I'll take this. Anyway, so just in saying that, just with the contracts and, and where the game's going, where do you see yourself personally in the next three to five years? Um, I don't know. Back in Oz, hopefully. Settled back into Sydney, into that double bay lifestyle. But um, <laughs> no, I don't know. That's... Well, mummy and daddy pay for your time. Mummy and daddy are watching right now. Mummy and daddy. Mummy and daddy are on the live stream right now. So you gotta, you gotta shout, ask them. But um, no, I'd love to be back playing in Oz. You know, got a home World Cup 2029, and I think yeah, with the contracts and everything, it's only going to go from strength to strength. And yeah, I don't see myself permanently living in the UK I don't think my paleness is that attractive or when no, my hair goes brown but all good <laughs> <laughs> mate you you two boys can't burn over there you would die hey, <laughs> hey, 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 hey hey I don't know it looks hey. like they're burning <laughs> yeah. I'm so hot <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm, I'm burning this light I got burnt there? last night during my bed <laughs> I got burnt in my bed last night inside <laughs> be careful um, be careful <laughs> Well, uh, Mr. and Mrs. McKenzie, if you are in the, uh, watching, just answer that question in the comments below. Let us know if uh, you'll be spotting Bella's rent while she moves back to Double Bay. But before um, Dale goes into his fast five, Bella, um, obviously Wallaroos was, uh, squad was announced last week. Yourself and the other uh, UK-based players weren't considered, at least for this Fijiana test. Can we expect to see you back on our shores? Have you heard from Rugby Australia in regards to potentially coming back for the Black Ferns game out at Reddy Dolphin Stadium, or can we expect to see you in Wallaby Gold this year? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, our season ends here. The finals on the 24th of June, so um, hopefully we don't make finals. But no, just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I. Yeah, Lucky no one watches this. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, Literally. don't have to cringe. No, nah, I'm, I'm just kidding. No, just kidding. Hey, Billy Millard, you're all good. No. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I'll def- um, my contract ends in June, so I'll be home. I'll be on that first flight out of here and hopefully get picked for Wallaroos. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> awesome. We try not to swear on here, Bella, but fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't yeah. know. Annabelle's got a new mate at 10, so might not have a spot for me. Yeah, <laughs> I heard that. She screen recorded it and sent it to me personally. It was unreal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up. Keep you on your toes. <laughs> <laughs> Now, hey Siri, play favorite mistake. I'll give you one. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dale's fast five. Let's get that. <laughs> so, we do it. We do a fast five at the at the end of each interview. So, just five quick questions. Answer them as quick as possible. Uh, Annabelle really struggled to, to answer them quickly. So, um, let's start. Right, like this, shoes and socks. God, you annoy me. <laughs> <laughs> on the end of this call, if you could have any other athlete from any other sport in your Wallaroo side to play with, who would you have? 
Um, Who do you think would make a good Wallaroo player? Yeah. Maybe like what's that? What's that CrossFit chick's name? Tia. Oh yeah, Claire, Claire Toomey. Yeah. Maybe her like in like that. the in the back row or something. Yeah, so like she'd yeah. be like a little mm. nugget getting around the field. Good one. I like that. It's a good one. Career I don't hot. watch CrossFit, but. <laughs> It's okay if you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not it. Yeah. We don't think it's a cult. Yeah, we're going to be shy <laughs> oh. we, we don't mind. Yeah, it's not a cult. We're all good. I mention anyone from rugby league, but. <laughs> uh, what's your career highlight so far? Um, probably debuting for Wallaroos in 2019 and having my mum and dad in the stands. Just thought I'd drop their names in again, so there back in the good books. Hey, and the rent. <laughs> Might even get a flight. Yeah, favorite, the rent. <laughs> favorite teammate? Over here, like the Quins? Just yeah, in general. Well, yeah, let's just, let's do Wallaroos. Let's do Wallaroos. Oh, in Quins. general. Um, okay, Quins, I'm going to say um, there's this girl, Amy Cocaine. She's a hooker from the England Wait, Red Hooker. <laughs> What's She's her name? A... <laughs> Amy Cocaine. <laughs> Why are you laughing? No, it's just one of the best last names we've ever heard, but like, yeah. No. Let's just say she's my yeah, new favourite player. We made a sign for her. We love cocaine at one of the England games. She's my favourite player. Not for that reason, but she's a good egg, so. Um, <laughs> so good. I'd say her. That's sick. And then um, Wallaroos, I'm going to have to say maybe Maya Stewart. This is awkward. Yeah. Yeah. The old best someone else on street. the call as well. <laughs> I reckon I. I reckon I know. That's not my on the phone call. Yeah, yeah. Is that what we're doing? I reckon I know the answer. Okay, to this my favourite forward would be not horse because everyone expects me to say that. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Bog Brady O'Gorman. I don't know. Yeah, Brady in my rooms. That's my room. Can't forget her. Hi, Rooms. Thank you. <laughs> Top but, um, yeah, probably Brady. What about your least favorite? Annabelle, you're up there as well. You're, back, you're up there. Thanks. Least favorite, probably <laughs> Bessie. Bessie would have to be my least favorite. Um, such a carry on. My least favorite, Quinns. I'm going to say. <laughs> Who annoys me? Seems like everyone. Everyone actually yeah. annoys me, so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have a least favourite. Okay. I don't have a least favourite. I know. As of yet. <laughs> Who is it then, Annabelle? No, I can't say it live on air. It's too much. Can't disclose that. Can't disclose that. Uh, anyway. And then tell me, who's been the most influential... Any more questions? Most influential person in your career? Um, I'm going to say my family friend, Amanda Chill. She convinced my mother to let me play rugby league when I was little. So, yeah, I would say her and, you know, she always messages me and sends me old videos of me playing rugby league when I was about six foot and the boys were about four foot. So, yeah, I would say her, Amanda Chill. And then, like, in rugby, I would say I had um, my first sevens coach, Ron Davies. Um, he, yeah, was pretty influential and got me into the whole sevens, fifteens pathway. So probably, probably be lost to rugby league if it wasn't for him. That's awesome. Hell yeah! Love it. Well, Bella, thanks so much for calling in. I know it's uh, early in the morning over there in in the UK, so we really appreciate you giving us your time. But all the best for the rest of the season in the Quins. Um, look, this sounds a bit shit, but 
hopefully you don't make the finals. <laughs> and we'll see you at uh, Redcliffe oh, uh, at the back end of June, June 29th. Yeah, see you there with Uncle Wayne. All good. Hell Thanks yeah. Fins up, baby. Fins up. All right. Bella McKenzie, everybody. <laughs> Round of applause. Bella McKenzie. <laughs> that was absolutely awesome. That was bloody awesome. She's bloody good gas. Cobb, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, hell yeah, Cobber. How good was that? Being able to call all the way into good. the UK, mate. Um, yeah. But Cobber, just while we've got you, um, how are you girls looking for this weekend? Uh, we're looking pretty good. I obviously can't give too much away. I've, I've been briefed, but I'm just saying there could be a switch up in the centres. Horse Robinson, she's been kicking, she's been goosing, and she's looking pretty good in the centres. So the team list should come out this week and be a few surprises here and there, but we're red hot and we're ready to go. Imagine seeing a horse at 12. <laughs> That'd be good gas, eh? She's, run, she's running off C, C. Smith, actually. it's pretty. It's been intense training, but... Yeah, just hitting those holes. <laughs> That's so bloody good. Well, Cobble, we won't keep you too much longer. We know you've had a big day with the media commitments and obviously a few days out from uh, the Wallaroos test with Fijiana. But awesome to have you on board full time. And can we expect you in studio next week? You definitely can. I'll be here. Can't yeah. wait. Yeah, <laughs> Cobble. All right, Cobble. Yeah. Thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. We can't wait to see you next week and all the best for this weekend. Thanks, lads. See you later. All right, well, cheers, Cobble. Cobble. Cobble as well. Cobber is such a legend, man. How good are it? I heard about five nicknames in that thing. I heard cocaine, bog, horse. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, does yeah. does female does the female rugby players have better nicknames and, and, than the blokes? Emma Chill, Emma Chill got me into footy. I was just I like, hell yeah, yeah. It's like uh, Grace Cocaine. It's like whoa. It's <laughs> like what is that a weird name? Like, yes. Yeah, well, what do you mean? Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. insane. Yeah. <laughs> cocaine signs all through the uh, yeah. through the stadium. Everyone's I was just. Yeah, so that caught me off guard. Bloody good gas. Oh, man. I am... Bella McKenzie is an absolute hero, and she's an absolute gun. So I am fizzing at the bunghole at the thought of her being back for that Love game it. up at up at Redcliffe. So, I'd be disappointing for her and the, um, the Queens, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> All right, Big Fat Dust. What's doing with the Battlers Jay this week, mate? Got nothing. No, no, no. We, we got something. Um, I, uh, I've been getting a little bit... Um, Fancy with my editing app on my phone, and um, I've done an. It's the first one. Uh, we, we, Jaybor, you and I went out to Wes. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, went out to Wes, and we uh, we thought we'd do a burger review, and um, uh, I also did an intro for it. And um, let's just watch the intro to start with. This is the new intro I've got for the for the Big Fat Dasters burger review. I've done some quick edits here. Wait, this one on the pole. Wait, coming up. Wait, it goes up with him. See that? Yeah. So um, that's just something I whipped together. Um, But uh, actually, Zachy, just roll the burger review. Burger review time. Big fat Darth here. We're down here at West Bulldogs. Um, I don't know how to start. I was handed a brown paper bag, and I, what I assume is a burger. I had to pay for my sauce. 
It's not looking good to start off with. Let's be honest, let's be honest. So guys, this is, um, okay. Uh, comes out in a, what the brown paper, I'll, I'll plop on my sauce. It's already got some form of uh, onion and chutney thing going on. What else do we got? Uh, <laughs> a diagonal cut piece of cheese. Not not a full slice. Let the points deduction. Okay. Yeah, and they have browned the bun, Jabor. So that's something. I'll put, I'll put my brown paper bag for my beers later. A try to the Tigers. That's not good either. That that'll be points down. Okay. The size in the hand is good. I'm I'm not a big fan of the the tall like uh, you know those really tall ones that they come out with like a kebab stick and you're like, well, if the structural integrity isn't there, then why are you giving the burger out? It's cold as. It's uh. Mm. Oh man. You have a taste, Jabal. <laughs> yeah, am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, nice chop. Which is a shame, man. But when you hand people a burger and a brown paper bag and it's already <coughs> sitting up on a cooling rack. Uh, okay, so North 4.2. Came out solid, brioche, fresh, whack it on a thing. Choose your own adventure with the sauce. Didn't have to pay for it. Oh, three point one, two point nine. You right, J Bob? You gave me that face going. Really? Two nine. Oh, I love doggies, but not this burger. Burger review. If you didn't notice some of my edits that I put in there, uh, pretty seamless. They're pretty, um, pretty jarring, actually. Uh, so, 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 as it stands, um, quirky. We have the Northies Burger out at North, four point two. Four point two out of five on a brioche, fresh, no bacon. Had to deduct something off it. They promised bacon, no bacon. But anyway, and then we've got Wes at two point nine. And Jeeps on a flat zero because they didn't give you. I, a I paid for a token and then they shut the roller door <laughs> on me. So there's a real big asterisk. A real written mate, in that's red That's good crayon. for the doggies, man. They're killing it. What do you mean? <laughs> They're not last. That's true. That's true. Technicality, J Ball. Uh, um, they very well could be because, mate, you are very generous with your scores. No, no. You kind of looked at me going, hmm? I saw your moustache go, hmm? <laughs> not that one. Uh, mate, uh, and then actually. Uh, Jay, well, you sent me a picture of a uh, a bloke playing in the footy uh, maybe last weekend, and um, just some of his haircut. And um, I, I don't know if you knew this, but we've got um, we've been running a battlers bench barber shop, and um, this is just this is just something that happened over the weekend. Welcome to battlers bench barber. How can I help you? You want a haircut that screams? 
Sydney rugby has more culture than Brisbane rugby. <laughs> and you played for Manly. Well, I'll do it. Don't blame me if it looks terrible. Why am I looking at you? Look at that. You're a picture of a Where'd you find that picture, Jay Ball? Marlon's social media page. That was on their page. I think They're it's from about that. 20 years ago. Oh, well, they should bring it back. <laughs> they should or leave it. Back. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. But what a head. And speaking of what a head, we have um, the fourth video. Part two. I hit it, Zach. Been in Perth for a while now. What is the perfect date night in Perth? Oh, where do you go, mate? Hey, I'm a bit of an introvert, eh? I don't really get it. <laughs> um, some would say uh, Scarborough Beach. There yeah, we uh, go. Just oh. overlooking the hill and watching the sunset. Yep. Um, bit of fish, fish and chips. Um, no, I've just heard some just of the young boys. Just heard. Just rumours. Rumours. Some of the young boys here always go on a few dates. One name is Shaman. Maybe some back in Perth are still there that are continuing on that, um, that dating life. But, um, yes, I've heard. Oh, I love it. Um, the cliche would be like the sunset oh. just over the water, but... To be honest. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a little going to Northbridge underground, little Chinese place or something. You can't go past the sunset in summer, Pozo Beach, a uh, little picnic rug. Do you guys all go together? You guys all take your dates there no, at the same time? No, no, definitely not. <laughs> if you, a lot of the boys live in Scarborough, so you've got you to get out of area, oh, I reckon. keep in Scarborough, okay. Yeah, yeah. But if you go down to Sunset Hill there on a, on a Tuesday night, day off Wednesday, I'm sure you'll see uh, big Georgie Pullman or... Bow and Abra down there. Sunset, beer and beach. Can't go past it. It's all about the sunset for you boys. West is best. West is best. Last question, mate. Uh, Jeremy Thrush has officially announced his retirement again. Again. Mate, rumours are that his heel problem was actually because he had gout. <laughs> a- any any truth to that rumour, mate? No, 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 no. Thrushy, mate. No, not a bad word to say about Thrush, mate. Um, whatever you say is true and... Um, Hopefully he can just stay uh, retired, to be honest. No, joking. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, it was a great addition to us yeah. when, we, when we needed him. And uh, it was kind of an SOS for us. And you've seen what he did uh, to those Rebels boys and yeah. broke their heart over in Perth. But it was, yeah, it's good to get the, uh, the old bull back. The old bull back? Yeah. Mate, I'm a year older than him, but, you know, not that old, right? Oh, no comment. No comment. Thrushy, I'll take that. Yeah. Thrush is a hell of a man. Did hell- a for the boys. Yeah, don't want to be throwing him under the bus. Hell of a man. Because um, you have to get a bigger bus. It'll ruin the bus. I've heard rumours from some of the guys that uh, in the attacking 22, instead of it being called the red zone, it's called the crone zone. Uh, is there, is there any truth to those rumours? Uh, I'm willing to change it to that. I don't use red, but no, it should be. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to run with that. And when you call all the boys in for a team meeting, you say, bring in my cronies. Hey, right? hey. Well, it'll, it'll work. <laughs> it'll, the number one rule is don't turn it over first phase in that zone then. It'll be our number one. It's a tough rule, mate. Um, oh. um, the chromosome. <laughs> the chromosome. Yeah, and he goes, everyone in, bring all my cronies in, right? Um, and then, uh, is there any truth to that rumour, mate? The chromosome. Chromosome. <laughs> uh, can't confirm what It's a kill zone, isn't it? Um, I'm not sure, actually. It's called the kill zone, so yeah, definitely the chromosome. The kill zone. Okay, yeah. here we go. I can see why he's calling it the chromosome. <laughs> uh, and then, there's one more. Oh, no, I've fucking forgotten it, mate. I've lost it. I've lost it. Bloody lost it. That's it. I did that like three times. Can't okay. Because I had like, speaking of segue, no, um, because I had like five things. All I got to do is remember those couple of things. Every time I'm like, is there, is there another one? And then just panic. 
Flair Fing was like, I was nervous too. And I'm like, yeah, sorry. Because <laughs> 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 I don't know. I'm not good at this. I'm like, fuck, either am I, mate. Um, <laughs> the pressure handshake was all time. Hey, you just turn <laughs> yeah, and just give me your hand. Away from the camera. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's still there, yeah. Tino. He's a big fella. We're done um, here. <laughs> but that was, uh, was Battler's Bench. We. Um, we, Jaybor and I actually went out to uh, West Ladies Day and um, got in the tent there and had a bit of a chat. So we might be. Uh, we'll we'll have that, that footage up. next week. Yeah. So Big promises. Are you heading down to Brothers this Saturday? Brothers vs. West, Burger Review? Oh, I'm going to the Brookie Show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, might try, I might try to get oh, down there. I might try oh, here to we get go. Yeah. Hey, Just down the road from you? Yeah, it is. But I'm actually Off not. Hamilton allowed. Hill? <laughs> Yeah, 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 living in the old man's tent there, <laughs> out the front of out the front of someone's house that I say it's mine. Um, yeah, I could head down. I'm not actually allowed at Brothers. I played there twice. I think I got red and yellow carded, so not really allowed in. Gotcha. And I, as I said, I'm always happy to drive straight past Crosby into the tunnel, straight to uh, Bottomley Park to East. I'll pay the eight dollars ninety eight it is here at the Clem at the moment. So, but I could make an appearance. But Maybe there might be burgers and a few fists thrown throughout the day. So. If you want me out there, it could be on. Hell yeah. Let's yeah. tee that up at Quirky because that'll be red hot. All right. Very quickly, let's try and round this out. Uh, let's just go through to our red hot takes for this weekend. Big fat dust, plenty of footy coming up. What have you got? You've been on fire with oh, the fire. Yeah. wildfires. Yeah, you just content. ruined it for me. Uh, wildfires beat North. That was top of the table. North dropped from second all the way down to fifth or sixth or something. Put Gordon up to second. I reckon um, Sydney Uni, who've been battling the last couple of weeks, are going to knock... They're playing against Gordon this week, six versus second, and I reckon Sydney Uni got to get loose. They, they need to start, start kicking in the gear, right? Those Uni nerds. Those bloody Uni <laughs> nerds, mate. Yeah, that'd be absolutely massive. Be a huge yep. game otherwise. Dow, your red hot take? It's going to be wet this weekend in Queensland. Oh, weather so, prediction. Yeah. Red hot. <laughs> Quirky? I'm back. <laughs> well, I'm not going to go to the game. <laughs> oh, it's going to be wet. I'm back. Bring your umbrella. I'm, I'm backing North to topple. UQ at that, home. That'd be a battle of UQ season, right? Yeah. I would love to see it, though. Oh, yeah. i got to admit, when they beat Sunnybank the other day on their socials, and this sounds rude, I don't mean it to come across no, that don't way. don't say it. Quirky, you go. But they sung their team song, and I honestly don't recall having ever heard it. It's pretty cool. It's actually not a bad song. It's like, the slaughter has begun. Shit like that. I was like, yeah, rip in. I wouldn't know what it is. What else it sounds oh. like, but it was good to hear him sing the team song. So hopefully they can do it for the second time this season. Dow, love it, huge. And I'm jumping across the super. We've obviously got the Jura versus Tars. So like, mate, I love watching those blokes play. That is all time. And I might even chuck in another one with the uh, obviously Wallaroos and Fiji are going to go head to head as well. So as much as I want to back our uh, our co-host, I think it might be a. A Fiji whitewash. Fiji double. Lose. Yeah, right. I think they'll be fizzing after they, they had the win up north, and then I think it might just carry down. Playing together uh, as well, yeah, yeah. You know, if they're all going, they're all going together. That's the village mentality, and I think it might be a uh, show on the weekend. That'll be yeah, absolutely red hot. Hopefully it doesn't come to fruition. I don't want any of it to come to fruition, but... <laughs> but I, yeah. <laughs> I wanted yeah. it, right? Yeah. <laughs> very much could, very well could happen. All right, now it's time for our rugby. Um, just to round things out, show a bit of love to the players out there. Absolutely killing it. Big fat Das, yours, Artie Savia. He is just ruthless, right? All 80 minutes, even in the 79th minute, he was still trying to run over blokes. You know what I mean? Like, he's a... He's an all-black. He's just, you know, I mean, he doesn't need to spend the whole whole game on the park just absolutely trying to belt blokes. And, uh, 
you know, he could have put his hand up going, oh, yeah, it's something off. But chose not to, unfortunately, for Moana. He was just going. And this is all leading up to that all-black side getting picked, and he's just put his hand up. Oh, and, man, he's been phenomenal this year, man. He's so, like, powerful and aggressive, right? He's, he's fit as. He know. is fit as. Uh, Dow, your rugby from the weekend just gone. I've gone to the Queensland Reds. Cop out. As a collective. <laughs> How's the weather? <laughs> I just think it's, it's, oh, it's, it's bigger than us, you know. Yep. And, uh, and what they've done is not just good for them, but I think it, it adds some buoyancy to the, to the whole Australian rugby scene, and I think what they did on the weekend was just outstanding. And the defensive effort right from the get-go just put them on top. And some of these tackles late in the game, like he got Liner there, put his body on the line, and then... Finally, McWright, and I think it's Ryan Smith who end up saving the game late, but they were just outstanding. And, and you know, like Tate McDermott said, you know, they, they defended like a pack of dogs, and, and they certainly did. So they're outstanding. Also, also uh, down at East was uh, Seru Uru uh, Rongers just sitting there watching the footy. And, like, they didn't. Hunter Paisami was Hunter there. Hunter he was there with his kid, and, like, they didn't, they didn't need to be there at club footy, you know. <coughs> no one was expecting them to go, and they were just sitting up there and. Sarah was running water. He was wearing his full, full wet skin. I think, <laughs> I think he came up in his civvies and Brownie just threw whatever he could at him. Former East blokes put all his wet stuff. I love it. <laughs> uh, Quirky, your, uh, your rugby, you went with David Harvey from Mercedes. Mate, I love this bloke. I think like he's probably the, like one of the most complete players going out and about like just from across the park. And you can just see here with a bit of footage, like just look, that's just flair across the board. <laughs> Honestly, and I think, um, you know, he's been in and out of the All Blacks and that's probably the hot, most hotly contested position in the centres as well. But I think, um, mate, he's just too consistent at the moment. And, um, like, still a young fella and that, but like, you just look at that, it's got everything. It's got footwork, fan, offload. Yeah. Mate, and he's, um, mate, he's a solid unit too, So and a good bloke. So, yeah, can't go past him for the weekend. They, he, he really put it on for him. Bloody oath, man. He's been absolutely red hot this season as David Harvelli. All righty. Well, that rounds out this weekend, uh, this week's uh, episode of the Pack Rugby Show. It was absolutely chockers. It was absolutely awesome as per usual. Quirky, Dallin, Big Fat Das, absolutely red hot. Big shout out to Cobber and uh, Bella McKenzie and Nick White for joining us. Saki boy of the ones and yeah, twos Zachy. from the Double Take Studios. Couldn't do it without you. In the meantime, enjoy your footy. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. Ciao. 